we are sharing the message how to get along with most people. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Last week we talked about mothers and I hope that everybody that heard the message got the inspiration to buy something for your own mother and your own grandmother or whoever is the mother that you have around you. Because today is that beautiful day of celebration, but we are going to move forward now to a new topic. is how to get along with most people. It's not easy, isn't it? There are days and people that you just don't know what else to do. You have tried many things and it seems like it's not working. So we are going to talk about it today. Thank you everyone for having your bulletin here in the church. We are going to write some good notes. And if you are watching, feel free to go to the website and download the bulletin bchurch.us where you can also write your digital notes. All right. How to get along with most people. Worship service number 189, May 10, 2020. From Odessa, Texas, Victory Church. Very happy to read this portion of the scripture with you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Lord is speaking to us. and He says, you and your families, oh, I love this, will eat together at that place. And the Lord, your God, will be there with you. That's awesome. You will enjoy sharing the things you worked for there. You will remember that the Lord your God blessed you and gave you these good things. That is the desire of the Lord. That we will be able to eat together that we will be able to share the things that we worked for and to remember that He is the source of all blessings. Now, this message has four sections. The first section I'm going to talk to you about what is the, the application of this verse and how the, the concept of community is connected with the topic. Then I'm going to tell you a little bit about David and Paul. And then the third part is about another story of Paul and Barnabas. And finally, I'm going to talk to you about choices that we need to make. Are you ready for this? Let's go. Community. There are two kinds of people, friends. Two kinds. Those who are different than you and those who are difficult. Two kinds. Those who are different than you, and those who are difficult. All right, let's talk about it. With the ones that are different than you, which is most people, if not everybody else, what do you need to do is to be patient. You have to be patient. And I'm going to share with you four things that you have to do with all those people that are different than you. The first one is, you have to learn to not lose your cool. Do not lose your cool with those that are different than you. Do not lose it. The question is, what do we do? Because sometimes those people that are different than me just make me so mad that I lose the cool. You know, I don't want to lose my cool. But you know what? This person is so obnoxious that I lose my cool. So what can I do? 
the first thing that you need to do is to change the environment. If it's in the school, guys, and there is a guy or a girl that is really obnoxious and annoying to you, and you are losing your cool because suddenly you are fighting and arguing and you get in trouble with superiors, authorities, in the workplace, similar situations sometimes, with the family, what is the best thing you can do? Change environment. Move to another room. Don't stay there near this person that is giving you trouble because you know that when you lose the cool, requires a lot of work. Do you agree with me? Because it requires energy to get upset, right? And guess what? In order to get rid of the anger, you need to put effort into it. So I heard something so funny this week that I want to tell you this. This guy said to me, you know what my, my mom, I think he said, or my grandpa, or my, my, my dad, I don't remember who said that to my friend. But my friend said that, <clears throat> that the saying is this. You're going to get upset with the same pants that you need to calm down. <laughs> the same pants, you know. <laughs> so it is double work when you think about it, losing your cool. But sometimes you lose the cool. Without thinking, you are already upset. Correct? And then you are saying things, and you know what? Sometimes we probably don't say much in front of that person. <laughs> but we go to another room, and then, oh my gosh, if only somebody could record what we say. Do you agree with me? Sometimes it's embarrassing the kind of things we say about somebody that made us lose the cool. So, what do we do? First thing I told you, change your environment. If somebody's giving you trouble, go to another place. Don't stay with this individual because it's not healthy for you. Right? But you need to learn their bad moments. Whoever is this person that is giving you trouble, that is forcing you sometimes to, to lose your cool, because some people provoke you. Isn't it true? Some people directly come to provoke you. And you are like, please, don't, don't come. Don't, I don't want to hear your voice. I, I'm going. I'm leaving. Do you see my feet? I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Because I don't want to hear your voice, you say, right? But those individuals that are forcing you to lose your cool, I told you, change the environment. Remember this. Sometimes... You need to learn that they have bad moments. What kind of bad moments they have? And what are their weaknesses? Whoever is the person that is giving you trouble, that person has weaknesses that brought the bad moments. You have to learn that about that individual. Because when you learn that, you are prepared. So let me give you examples here, okay? All of us have heard about being hangry. Somebody that is hungry and gets upset because doesn't have food. Most of us, we experience certain level of tension and stress when we need food in our systems, okay? So if you know that that is a trigger in this particular individual, you have to find ways to make sure this person eats before you get into a meeting with this individual. Imagine in the workplace, 
for example. The temperature and the environment can affect individuals. Problems in their home. Well, this person had a terrible weekend, and then Monday it is, and then you know what is going to happen. So what do you do? You learn their bad, their bad moments, you learn their weaknesses, and then you, you just keep their distance. Because when you learn how certain individuals behave, you need to avoid them for a short time. My friend, there is nothing wrong with you avoiding, avoiding certain individuals. Some people are just toxic. They are different, but they can be toxic. Correct? So you just need to learn how they are behaving. If you see the pattern, you will need to say, I got to go. <laughs> I, I cannot be here because you know what is going to happen. You are going to lose your cool, and then it's more work for everybody. So that is in regards to those who are different. We need to be patient. But mainly what you learn is that from time to time, you need to stay away from them. You know, avoid them for a moment, for a short period of time. Now, those are the different ones, but there are ones that are difficult. Those who are difficult, you have to be very, very careful. With difficult people, my friends, there is not much that you can do. With those that are different than you, you will work with them. You know, it's a, it's a co-worker. It's somebody in the family. Somebody in the church. It's your pastor. <laughs> Whoever is the person that is different, you have to be patient with them. But with difficult people, there is not much that you can do. There are people that are difficult, and there is something that is not right in their heads, and you cannot do much to help them. So here is where you have to be careful. In what is what you do? You have to learn just to keep encouraging them. These are the things that you say. Okay, guys, try to follow the idea. There is a difficult person. Remember, there are two kinds. The different ones that you work with them and the difficult. I didn't want to use the word impossible people, but more or less they are almost impossible. They are difficult, okay? With them, you already know there is not much that you can do with them. Because regardless, it's going to be a problem. Do you follow the idea? Regardless what happens, there is a problem with these difficult people. So what is what you do? You say things that are encouraging. But you say those things mainly for your own sake. Try to follow the idea, friend. You say the things not because of this difficult person. You do it because of you. You will say something like, this person is arguing about the weather, and you will say, well, we, we know that rain is a good thing for our land. If it's too, too much rain. If it's too hot, you will say something like, it's a great thing to enjoy the summer, and then after that, it will come the new season. I love the fall. Whatever is the thing, just say something encouraging. But it's not for that person. It's for you. Because you don't want to poison yourself with all those thoughts that you already had because that person is difficult, almost impossible to deal with, and that is driving you nuts. So you say the encouraging thing, not because of this person. There is not much that you can do for this difficult person. You say it because of you. 
you say something encouraging. And then when you cannot say anything because, for instance, well, rain is needed to the land. And this difficult person will tell you something about the rain. Although you said something positive, he or she will say something to create more arguments and more arguments. There is a moment when you just don't say anything. Just smile. Just smile. Because you know it's a difficult person. What else can you do? You have to be there for five minutes more and more. You smile. Don't say anything. Just smile. And then when you're going to leave, you're going to say something nice like, Have a nice day. I hope your weekend will be nice. You smile, say something nice, and then you leave. And when you leave, what you're going to do is you're going to pray for that difficult person. You just say, Lord, help them. Oh, Father, have mercy, Lord. <laughs> you know, that's all that you can do. Okay, now, the best thing you can do with difficult people is to stay away from them. <laughs> now, remember, with different people than you, you will go away for a short period of time. You remember? Because they have their own issues too. So you go away for a short period of time and then you come back. When they are not in a bad mood, when they are not struggling with their weaknesses, you come back because you have to build relationships. It's your brother, it's your wife, it's your husband, it's your son, it's your daughter, it's your pastor, it's your neighbor, it's your supervisor, it's your best customer, whoever. It's, it's a different person. You have to work with this person. Yeah, you got that eventually you have to move, leave this person alone for, for a short period of time because that is healthy. But with a difficult person is the, is the difference. I want you to see the difference. With the different person that you intentionally, you come back. You see that? With the difficult, intentionally, you stay away. You see the difference? Mm -hmm. With the different person that you, you intentionally will come back and you back up because you know what's going to happen, right? But with the difficult, you see this person and you stay away. You try to stay away from the difficult because it's just too much turmoil all the time. All right, now you understand this concept. It's very important. But I want to tell you stories in the scripture of guys that they are first example of what I just told you. So the first case is Saul, the king. Saul was not different. Saul was difficult. Listen to this. And the scriptures are listed on the screen. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, 17, 18, and 23, you can see this. First thing that David did with, with Saul, he played an instrument, the harp. He's, here's David, he's playing the music, and you know what, what that provoked in, in Saul? Peace. So Saul loved it. Saul was troubled already, okay? Saul had trouble. But when David was playing the music, brought peace. So guess what happened? 
so like David. Saul said, oh, I like that kid. Oh, he's very nice. This is a difficult person. Difficult people, for some reason, they do exactly the same, the first approach. Oh, you are so cute. Oh, you are so nice. I like what you do. That's what they do to you, to get you close to you. And then there are opportunities for you to serve. Here is Saul and his army. Nobody can fight against Goliath. And suddenly David shows up and he says, I'm going to kill this guy. And Saul says, sure. Use my uniform. I don't need a uniform. I, have, I just have my own weapons. And you remember the story. Here is David, right? One broke, boom, boom, Goliath cut is, is on the on the ground, grabs the sword, whoosh, cuts the head, boom. Da, 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 da. David won. Israel won. Right? Opportunities to help the difficult person. So far, what is it? Celebrations. But guess what happened? Immediately after that, everybody was saying. How nice is David, right? Right, King? And he goes, yeah, he's very nice. We just love him. Right. And he's not just a great musician. He's a great fighter, right? Uh-huh. We really like David. You do? He's amazing! Hmm. Difficult people, you see how that works? Initially it's attraction, yes. Oh, you are serving me. Yeah, fix this, fix that. They have you close to you. As soon as the other people start praising you for what you are doing, for the difficult one, what happens? Envy and jealousy. Difficult people are just like that. It's a pattern. It is something in their brains, the way that they operate, to the point that eventually Saul was so upset that wanted to kill David. Read the scripture that I just listed on the screen. You will, read, you will find in the story that Saul was really difficult, impossible almost. Now, sadly, my friends, not that we wish this for difficult people, but sadly, the end of Saul was terrible. Yeah. You know what is the worst part with, with him? His son. Saul had a son named, several sons, but one of them was Jonathan. Jonathan was a great, great kid. And Jonathan, like everybody else, loved David. They had a such a bond, you know, David and Jonathan. They could be friends forever. The prophet Samuel already said, that if David, you will be the new king. Jonathan knew it. But Saul was so difficult that he manipulated his own son. Difficult people, my friends, they can manipulate, manipulate father, mother, wife, husband, son, daughter, you name it. They will use all kind of strategies and sorts of forms to manipulate people that they are willing to go to, to the grave with that 
But they are thinking, but I'm not going alone. Somebody else is coming with me, and they can take even those that are so close to them. Like Saul did. Jonathan was innocent. Innocent people die today because of difficult people. But innocent people, they need to open their eyes. Jonathan should open his eyes at some point and say, That enough is enough. This is just too crazy. You already know. Samuel already said that David is the new king. So, so be it. Let it go, Dad. I'm not going to do this with you, Dad. Do you want me to die? Answer the question, Dad. But Jonathan didn't say anything. He just played along. The manipulation, you know, until he died. Open your eyes, my friends, with difficult people. Maybe there is someone close to you and you just, you are not aware of them. Sad, right? A king. Okay, now. Question here. Was all different or difficult? Well, you know the answer. Saul was a difficult individual. Now, we'll go to another story. This is the story of Paul and Barnabas. Several scriptures listed on the screen. You can read it yourself. And let me tell you how this relationship went. The first step is when they became friends. Saul was a persecutor of the church, as you know. And Barnabas was a believer. When he knew that Paul became a believer, he immediately said, Oh, how neat is that? Now Paul is not against us, he is with us, and he's a cool guy. Very talented. I'm going to go and meet him. <clears throat> so Barnabas came and said, Hey, ben, hey, friend, hey Paul, do you want to be friends on Facebook? Sure. And they started to share posts, you know going places, they went to the first restaurant, first picture, you know, stuff like that. But suddenly the, the apostles were concerned about Paul, and Barnabas said, guys, listen, he's a good guy. He really changed. So in fact, I want you to accept him. So Barnabas knew that Paul was special. Persecuting the church, and now suddenly he is a believer and a preacher. It's kind of weird, right? But people can change. So here is Barnabas endorsing Paul to the disciples. The disciples accept him. And now the disciples and all the leaders of the church, they decided to send them both to different mission trips. So now, not just they were friends and brothers, they now are partners. And they are having a blast. They are so happy. Paul and Barnabas are traveling. And you can imagine every time they stop to pump gas, they are talking about this and that. And they are going through different towns and going through so many adventures. Paul and Barnabas, great partners. During those trips that happen to you and to me, when you are traveling with somebody, you start to learn their customs and their habits, right? Isn't it funny when you start to get to know some, some people and you are in nature? Everyone has his own idiosyncrasy. What is the word? Idiosyncrasies. 
Yeah. You know, like the seat belt, the way that the, the person puts the seat belt, or the person has to have the radio, or adjusting again the visor, or the mirrors, or anything. You know, everyone is so peculiar, you know? All of us are like that. We stop every two hours, or some people say, we don't stop at all until we reach the place. That's right. Six hours short. I need to I need to stop. No, until we arrive. I told you that. You see, everyone is so different. And when they were partners, they started to get to, to, to know each other, right? So Barnabas knew that Paul was really something else. Until they had a huge argument. You have heard this story from me before, how they fought because of Marcus, and then they ended up each one on his own side. Here is Barnabas with Marcus, and here is Paul with Silas. Separated. Why? Because Paul was too strict. Too strict. He said, no, he, he didn't go with us, he didn't and that. I'm here. And almost impossible to please, right? No flexible at all. But guess what? Later in life, they reconcile. So the question is, was Paul different or difficult? Paul was different. So you see the big difference, right? We all are different, obviously, but some people can be very difficult. All right. So you get the difference. So we know we all are different, correct? So I want you to know you are unique. We have heard the story of the thumb, blah, 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 DNA. Do you know that, right? Go please to the next one. Okay. When I said to you that I want to give you the last point of this message, which is choices, these are the things that you, you need to start thinking about your own life. So for instance, who is becoming an influence in your life? Is the person that you are listening the most? The person that you are listening the most is the, the bigger, biggest influence in your mind. So there is nothing wrong with entertainment, guys. Nothing wrong with that. We watch shows, we watch movies. That, that's okay. But if we are spending too much time listening to somebody, that could be a bad influence in our minds. So the first choice that you need to make is to whom you will be listening most of the time. And you know that the best influencer in your life is God. That is the one that you need to hear. That's why you have to take your time every day to do your devotion, listen to the Lord. Stop what you are doing and pray for a second. Lord, what should I do here? He will guide you. Next thing you need to decide is the company that you will have. You need to choose with whom you will spend time. You can decide about that. No, I can't. You know, I live here, and these are my this, and I work here, these are my that. 
I, I can't choose my company. No, that's not true. That is a temporary thing that you have to do with work or whatever. But your company is, is more than that. It's the time that you want to spend your free time with. You need to make a decision about it. And with your work. Let me speak a little bit about it because it's important for those who are watching. And some, some of you guys watching probably are thinking, you know, I wish that it, I could have a nice job, but I don't. And that, that is sad and, and just upsets me. Well, this is the deal that unfortunately many people, they, they are looking for a job instead of looking for a career. That is the big difference, friends. But a career is a result of the development of your talents. Certainly there are schools, you know, for some people go up to 10, 12 years in school. Even more than that. But not everybody can do that. Some people just even can do even two years. But career, not necessarily is exactly that you have to have a degree. It's to choose a field where you are good at, that you like those things. And that is my suggestion to you, friend. You're watching and you say, you know, my, my work, I am unhappy with my work, you know? And I have to tolerate my co-workers and those customers and my supervisor and, and you know, and the owner of the company. I just can't stand that anymore. That, that is my problem. Well, the problem is because you are looking for a job. You need to take your time to reinvent yourself. Some people say, well, but I am in my 60s. Do you think that I still have time for that? The answer is yes. You can still, at your 60s, think of something that you like to do for the rest of your life. And develop those talents. Find a training. And because you like it, you will be good at it. And it's important that you find enjoyment in your, in your career, in your job. Because when you do that, you will make the money. The good money that will allow you to choose, to choose where you live. So many people are unhappy where they live. I'm tired of living with my parents. How old are you? 47. <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand, but... <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're trying to. <laughs> well, with, with a career, you will make decent money. You will be able to choose your own home. Some people are tired of living in a house, in, in a particular neighborhood. Some people are tired of living in a town. They say, I'm, I'm just done with this town. I need to go somewhere. Well, if you have a career, if you have very good talents, fully developed, you, you will be able to, to work anywhere. You see? So the key is work. Develop your career, even if it takes you two, three, four years. And then you will be able to choose your home. The other choices that you need to make is about your day. From the moment you wake up, 
From the moment you wake up, you need to make those choices. Who is the person that is more important to me? Guys, in, in our homes, we will find individuals that they have a heart to serve the other, right? They are the ones that get up to fix the coffee for the rest. They are the ones that are willing to cook the breakfast. You know, there are some in our homes that are very serving. But uh, not everybody is like that. Those who are very giving, very loving, serving people, I want to talk to you for a moment. Don't get confused. Thinking that by serving others, you are doing what is right. No. You need to to decide to please God before anybody else. People in your home, they can make their own coffee. They don't need you to make a cup of coffee before comes the Lord. They can grab the package of cereal, pour a little bit of milk in the bowl, and serve their own cereal, cut a piece of banana, and that's your breakfast. How difficult it is to do that? But if you are so giving, so sharing, so into serving everybody else, you can forget that. So from the moment that you wake up, you need to focus on the Lord. And that is what you need to do all day long. And then is when you will have a beautiful night. Do you like awful nights? Oh, that's so nice, right? When you end up, at the end of the day, you are so upset with all these people, all these problems that you went through the day, ungrateful people, disrespectful people, all kind of situations. Oh. And then you go home, and more trouble there. Is that the kind of night you want? I don't think so. I am sure that what you would like is to, to go home and satisfy that you did a lot of things for people, that you serve the community the right way. But you know how you can do it? Is when you are listening to God first. Then you will have a beautiful With our wonderful Lord. That is the choice, my friend. The Lord before anybody. Before everybody. The Lord. It's not, listen, it's not your spouse that comes first. No, I'm sorry for telling you that. No, it's not your spouse that comes first. It's not that little toddler either that comes first. It's not true. It's not the ill father or grandmother you have in the house that comes first. No, I'm sorry, but it's not. It's not your spouse. The Lord comes first. And in your heart, in your mind, you are clear. I want to please God over all things. Next Sunday, in our worship service 190, May 17, I want to share with you a message. And the title of this message is How to Keep the Energy. I have seen lately many people that they run out of juice. They are like phones, you know? So it is like, uh, 
in certain time of the day, it's like, I don't have any more energy. What's going on? But next Sunday, I want to explain to you the basics in order to keep the level of energy going, flowing greatly through the whole day. That will be the next Sunday. But for today, I think you have what you have. Remember, you are unique. You are unique. Like everyone else. Don't you think that because you are unique, you are better than the rest? No, my friends. You are unique like everyone else. We need to see everybody like that. Now, do you remember this scripture that we started with? Do you remember? That the Lord will bless us to eat together, to share the things. Now, which verse is this? Chapter 12, verse 1. Okay, now, listen verse 6 so you can understand the context. Verse 6 says, you must go to worship Him. There you must bring your offerings, 10% of your harvest, any gifts you promise to Him and your first fruits. It's so interesting, friends, that the blessings that the Lord is giving us, all the blessings that He is just providing for us, are for us to share with his people, to share with our family. But before, again, before people, who comes first? The Lord. The mistake a lot of people make is not just in terms of relationships and serving and focusing. It's money management. Don't make that mistake. So I want to give you the opportunity to be okay with the Lord. Open your heart. And my dear viewer, probably this is the right time for you to get things right. Put the Lord first in your life. There is a prayer in the screen. And I would like to invite you to, to read it with me. And pray with me. Dear God, I see my mistake. I can see clearly that my view about myself and in my view about the rest, it is not correct. Lord, I need your help. Please forgive me. I need you to change me. Please forgive me for all my sins. I open my heart to you, Lord. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see people exactly as you see them, with eyes of mercy, love, and compassion. Where the compassion began? Here. On the cross. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Say with me, I am forgiven and saved by faith. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year 2020. Friends, thank you so much for coming up to church. Receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Friends watching, have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, I
Victory Church. We hope you enjoyed the video.